no, 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 Disclaimer, we do not own or claim ownership of the Pokemon franchise and any Pokemon established in official canon. That's all owned by Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. This is just a podcast made by four friends who love Pokemon. It's our love letter to a franchise most of us grew up with, so please go support the official release. Previously on PKMN Legacy. Yeah, we're gonna go to the cultist murder party. I saw Vaccine, one of the hate cultists. Name's Jaden. Mm. The guy from the very beginning. Cult Master Oto. An imposter walks among us. Step into the light. Chris, despite everything telling him not to, he would. Velma will walk out in front. Maddie's going to stay in the crowd. Trial by combat. You may choose your opponent. I choose him, pointing to Jaden. Spina Cat, let's go! He freaking evolved it. Hit him with a stop! All it can do is be Lucille's springboard as it is knocked out. Aerodactyl, finish her off! Tater Tot, use Bubble Bean! It's Undertow! What? what? Chris, your daughter's in the middle of this whole thing. In front of you all is Chris's daughter, Emily, fresh out of the scrapbook and right into the scrap. <laughs> what a twist. What a twist. Did she name her her undertow evolution tater top because he kind of looks like a McDonald's character? I wouldn't put it past her to do that. <laughs> Lucille has a bit more things to do right now. It's on the order. I think we're going to give Ember another go. That's a 16 for the attacking roll, five for the defending roll, 11 shift hit. Nice. Hey, 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 this is supposed to be like some sort of one-on-one thing. That's against the rules here, right? You see Maxine look at Odo, Odo nods to her. They have violated our rules of engagement. Maxine lifts a hand, points down. Brothers at arms. All the cultists in the pit, as well as some of the cultists that are standing in the peanut gallery, climb down and get ready to attack. Meanwhile, Jaden grabs onto his Aerodactyl and flies back up into the peanut gallery to safety. He's always running. And you see all these flashes of light as all the cultists send out their own Pokemon. Oh God, it's a monster house, guys, it's a monster house. Give me just one moment, cause this is a lot of shit to get on the field. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So half of the cultists in the pit with you take out their own Pokemon. You see on the field a Baltoy, a Lily, a Scraggy, a Stunky, and two Zubat. Maddie, Chris, it's chaos right now. You're in the initiative if you want to be. All right. Yeah. First and foremost, are we now only allowed to throw out just one Pokemon each? In the midst of this chaos, I think it makes sense you have only so much focus right now because there's so many balls juggling in the air that your attention can only focus on one Pokemon right now. That was quite a twist and not what I, what I was expecting. All right, let's go, Ginger! And throws out his Pokeball and out pops the Houndoom. Bellini's still down and out, right? Bellini is currently fainted, yes. Maddie sends out Peppa and she goes, let's do this, just try to blend in, okay? Maxine leaps down onto one of the masks holding up the banner. Christopher Gray, back from the deep end. 
Let's see if you're worth my time now. Indigo! <sighs> All right. I'm going to have to, uh, you know what? I am just going to uh, take a screenshot oh of this God. just so Twitter can know what the hell I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to end well. Top of the order, we have Aerodactyl. Like I said, it was flying him to safety, so it's out of the initiative. Next is Indigo. I think Indigo is going to leap past all of the uh, other Pokemon and dive straight for Ginger with a Force Palm for well, 15 points of damage. And Ginger is paralyzed. Woof, woof. That also means that Ginger will be going last in the initiative now. That is fair. Next in the order is Scraggy. It's going to attack the, uh, the Pokemon that that Emily called Tater Tot with a headbutt. But Tater Tot just headbutts right back. It is a three for three attacking, defending. It's a block. Emily peeks out from behind one of the cultists. Hi, Dad. Also, Tater Tot, use double kick. Oh. <laughs> I love my daughter. Uh, Tater Tot <clears throat> uh, leaps past Lucille and the Zubat. Gets into the fray with the Lucario, raises both feet in the air, and bicycle kicks it. Four. Jesus. Oh, come on, Tater Tot. First hit, eight shift. Second hit, nine shift. A total of 17 points of damage. Jesus. <laughs> Chris, I need you to make me a careful check. Careful it is then. Uh, uh well, let's say that's pretty good. Oh. Your recon senses are really kicking in right now, even in the midst of this chaos. And you notice a crucial detail on this tater tot. Oh? You notice on the side of its neck, two scars. Oh. Right where fangs might be. Oh no. It continues to growl softly at you as it backs away. You notice the trickles of blood from that bite that you remember ordering Ginger to do, quote, as, as hard, hard as, as she can. Oops. I'm sorry. This has come full circle. Is that from when Ginger firefanged it? Yeah. Oh. Tater Tot gives the paralyzed Ginger a uh, uh, feral. <laughs> Oof. It looks angry, but it's focused on Lucario right now. Next, the Zubats. They're going to go for a bite on the Luciole. My God. Four points of damage and it flinches. It's down to its last point of health. The other Zubat is going to go for the uh, Tater Tot with a wing attack. But Tater Tot's just too beefy of a boy. Tater Tot. Tater Tot, the wall. Four for the attacking roll, six for the defending roll. Moving on to Peppa. Um, what is Odo doing right now? He is just looking amongst the chaos right now. Just watching? Observing very carefully. Is there any way Maddie can, like, get everything to stop and be basically be like, is this what you want? Like, you're going to lose all of your new recruits, all of the Pokemon, everything. I mean, you can certainly uh, shout out to him if that's what you want to do right now. That's a free action, I'll say. Uh, Cult Master! Over here! He doesn't move his head, but his gaze turns towards you. Do you see this right now? I know that you said you want us to be strong, but is this really what you want? You're going to lose the entire army that you're trying to build! Yes, child. This is what I want. From the midst of this chaos, the strong will emerge 
and the weak will be culled. And then what if there's no one left? From any conflict, there is always a victor. Or at the very least, a survivor. And if that is to be you, then focus on the battle at hand. Okay, that's all you can really say to at this point. Yep. No, no, that's okay. I'm trying to decide now what to do for Peppa. Um, is Peppa able to go up towards him? Or is it too far? If you want to get up there, are you, you're, are you trying to attack Odo? I'm trying to decide if I'm going to attack the Lucario or Odo with a poison fang. Well, I if, you want to, if you want to give up to Odo, uh, that is going to be a quick roll in proxy, and I'll give you a plus uh, two to that roll. What were you going to say, Chi-Chi? I have an idea. Yeah, please. Depending how this all goes out, I wanted to see if I can use a smoke screen on everything. Yeah. Because are we completely closed off on everything? The doors are closed. But can they be busted open? I would say that with enough brute force, you could probably bash those doors open, if that's what you want to do. I wish the smoke screen was up now, because then we could hide any attacks where they were coming from, and then he wouldn't know who was attacking. Hmm. I know, I'm stuck. I'm going to need to move um, for Peppa now. You know what? The ginger's kind of suffering a little bit. We're going to hit the Lucario with a poison move. I'm just going to figure out which one. We're going to do poison fang. What, what the fudge? Peppa charges forth with a snarl. Those fangs sink right in, but they do not pierce its steel exterior. It's super effective. The poison type move does not affect the steel type Pokemon. Lucario just looks at it. Can I, can and I use my fate swi- point to go back? I'm sorry, what? Can I use my fate point to go back? <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> hey Siri. Heads or tails? Tails. You're gonna have to live with your consequences. No! <laughs> I would save it. Fate point. I should be able to use it however I want. I was just gonna go back and use it on uh, what's his name? <sighs> okay. Here is how this is going to play out, Ariana. I will take that fate point from you, and you will hit Odo instead of Lucario. If what? I no, want no, to know no, what no, you're no, going to no, do no, first. No, no, no. I'm narrating how this is going to play out now, story-wise. Okay. Okay. Matt, you're in the heat of battle right now. You're trying to plan Peppa's next move, maybe sending him to Lucario, poison thing. But you are snapped out of your planning by this strange swelling of foreign feelings in the back of your head. Hey! I forgot about that. Pain, anxiety, anger, revenge, and your focus turns solely on that man up at the top of this pit. You have to attack Odo. Thank you, Kay. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I will need... Peppa to make a quick check, though. Yep. Yeah, because we were going to do that before. So roll, you, Maddie, roll for it in proxy. I'll add plus two. Okay, so we got two. Peppa charges up the masts haphazardly sticking out of the sandy walls and climbs past Maxine before she can take a swipe at it, uh, leaps up into the air, and gets onto the same level as Oto. And Oto uh, looks down at the pig and looks to you, Maddie and says nothing. We're going to hit him with a poison thing. I know it's not going to do much, but... <sighs> I thought it would poison him. Six for the attacking roll, five for the defending roll. It's only a one 
makeshift hit. Those fangs barely even pierce his flesh. I'm going to need to roll for Odo's initiative now that he's a combatant. Oh no. Why would you do that? Because I must. And because Lucario got a 56 defending roll. He looks down at the pig. His expression does not change from its stoic nature. It just looks down, looks at you, Maddie, with disappointment. It is Stunky's turn. It's going to go for a scratch attack against the Luciole. No! Are you kidding me? One shift hit, which is exactly what it needed. Okay, you know what? Can I use a fate point here? Oh. What do you intend to do with that fate point? I just want to... Can Lucille last just one more round? Oh, like an endure sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, so can you smoke screen? Yes. I need you, Velma, to make a heart check. Either way, this fate point is being spended, but I need you to make a heart check. Come on. It endures the hit, but it's still flinching from that bite attack. It will not act this turn. Come on. Velma, you have a potion, just so you <sighs> Lucille's turn is over. We go to Lily. Goes in for Tater Tot and tries to go for Ancient Power as rocks lift up around it and slam down for five points of damage. Ow. The ball toy it is going to harden itself just in case. Now we come to Cult Master Oto. So the Cult Master looks down at the pig, looks at you, Maddie. Hmm. With such spirit. You could have made a fine warrior. A shame. He picks Boglet up. No, don't eat my Boglet. Holds it out in front of him. The carvings on his skin glow in the sickly emerald light for just a brief moment. In the blink of an eye, barely moving whatsoever, his arm goes from holding it up into a one-inch punch right into Peppa's chest. That is a 13 for the attacking roll, two for the defending roll. That is an 11 shift hit. Peppa is sent rocketing off, maybe 50 or 60 feet across the entire pit and slams right into the heavy wooden door. What's your problem, man? If you think I had such a fire in me, maybe you and I can have a little heart to heart. He takes a slow step off the edge of his little perch in the peanut gallery and lands perfectly upright in the pit and he turns towards you Maddie next in the order is Ginger first let me roll for paralysis Ginger is too paralyzed to move it is just twitching Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the round Emily ducks over to you get that door open I have a plan. Uh, it's a it's a really big door. I don't know if I can actually open it by myself. We'll do it together. Let's go, though. Top of the order. Indigo is going to take another force palm to Ginger. Oh, yeah, she's out for the count. Ten shift hit. Mm. She's out cold. Lucario's gaze turns to you, Chris. Nani? Scraggy's turn. Scraggy is going to go for an easy target, playing dirty with Lucille. Three shift hit, Lucille is knocked out. Your party is falling one by one. Anybody else get a sense of uh, of dread in their system? Because it's in mine. <laughs> Tater Tot, ignore the Lucario. Get this door open. You hear Emily shout. 
Tater Tot leaps up into the air, uh, takes his uh, one of his big old feet up, and slams it against the door. I'm going to roll for Forceful. I'm going to add plus four to it. That's a five. The door begins to crack a bit. With a couple more strikes, it may just break through. <sighs> Wait, am I supposed to roll a Forceful, or is that not my, or not, not now? You can act right now. It's Chris, not, uh, not Houndoom, in lieu of sending out a Pokemon. I won't use that yet, but I will send out another Pokemon. No, no, Pokemon. I'm saying for this turn, oh. you can either send out oh. a Pokemon or you can try to take down this door. I know Chris's Forceful is not the best in the world, so I will send out Diamond instead. I o- I'm only saying that just from, like, past experience. He's not <laughs> hes not a strong man. He's old. Okay. As Chris returns, Ginger watching Tater Tot and the others try to force the door open, he's like, well, not much I can do in that situation, so... Let's go, Diamond! Her crystal is crackling with energy right now. But next in the order, that would be Peppa. I'm not normally one to question, but isn't it Zubat next? You're right. Hey, God, can I have a fate point for my honesty? No, I'm good, thanks. (laughs) Next in the order is a Zubat. They are going to attack this strange creature that just flew out the diamond-backed Parasect, and they're going to try to hit it with wing attack. That is a seven shift hit. Strong. And a bite attack. Oh, it's both Zubats? That is a three shift hit. Yes, both Zubats. Diamond's looking a bit worse for wear, but it's still hanging on. Peppa's turn now. Okay. So, I would like Peppa to help open this door. I guess with tackle, can I just do that? I'm going to have you roll for a stolen proxy, and we'll add plus three to it. So as Maddie gives this order, I want her to tell Peppa to get everyone out of here, and she's going to go approach Odo. Um, Can I do that? You may. So, first things first. With that three, door splinters open a bit more. You can see light peering on the other end. You look through the cracks. You see two figures on the other side. You can't make out who they are, but you see a glint of blue. Keep trying to get them out of here, okay? I'm gonna have Maddie just start walking towards Odo. You approach Oto. He towers above you, more than twice your height. Okay, so Maddie looks at him and she goes, You said you're the last of your kind, right? I understand how you feel. Alone? Recently, I found something out about myself, and I don't know anybody else who is the way that I am. What good would it do if I used that to hurt other people just because they didn't understand me? And I don't know if there's any way that she can, like, utilize her powers at the same time if there's, like, some sort of, like, just, like, to give him an extra push to, like, listen to her a little more. You know what I mean? Like an empathic type thing. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Hmm. So you want to use your powers to interact with Odo to empathize with him or to make him realize that you are different, too? I think it's just to to get him to break down his exterior a little bit, to like understand exactly what's going on here on his end and how to get this to stop. So to get him to really listen to me and just stop being so hard-headed. All right, if this is going to work, I'm going to need you to make a very, very high heart roll. Mm. Okay. One. Uh. What does this look like then? I mean, honestly, I don't even think she realizes that she's doing it. 
because the sincerity is so strong coming from her trying to reach through this guy. You know, she's like balling her fists. She's really upset and she's just trying to get through to him. Maddie, you tried to have a heart-to-heart with this giant of a man, the leader of this ruthless cult, but you feel a churning in your stomach as your empathy is clashing with these other foreign feelings inside you. This rage, this hatred, this anguish. It's like the two emotions are being pulled in opposite directions, and that conflict is having a physical response. The air around your skin begins to shimmer and glow this this faint white light, and there is a crackle of energy about you. In what other ways might this look? I think her hair is standing on end just a little bit, like kind of like poofed, like a la Studio Ghibli style. And for the first time, Odo's stoic expression changes into one of genuine concern and something deeper that you just can't place. This power, I have not seen it manifest for, for a very long time. Does it terrify you, child, this power? Maddie looks up at him and she finally like realizing now how tall he is um, because before she was kind of letting her her adrenaline just kind of take over and now she's like, ah, crap. And so she looks at him and she's like, what do you think? I think you are a victim here of a blight my people failed to cleanse. What? But do not be afraid, child. I shall remedy this. And he reaches out and grabs you by the neck. And lifts you up into the air. This ain't good. I think at this point, we're kind of out of turn order right now. Chris, I'm going to give you one last forceful to get this door open. Question. Answer. Could I use Diamond's Prism Blast to blast the door open? Yeah. Please, for the love of God. You may. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to have you roll forceful, and we'll add five to that. Please work, please work, please work, please work. Good dice, good please work. Please. I'll take it. That is zero, bumped up to five. Okay. Diamond charges up its blast, and boom, the door bursts open. Uh, showers of splinters everywhere. And as the debris clears, on the other side of this door, in front of a trail of fallen, unconscious Nuzlocke cultists. You see two figures in front of you. A mighty Empoleon. I love Empoleon. Grizzled and worn, but still at peak physical condition. And next to him, it's a young woman. Svelte build, late 20s. Everything about her looks professional. Her dark blue vest and pants, her gloves, her orange necklace and half-room glasses, even her hairdo. It's a side cut with one side shaved and the other side cascading down in this long, slick, bright blue plume. On anyone else, it would look ridiculous, but on her, it looks logical. She looks at you all, pushes her orange spectacles up a bit against her slightly splotchy skin. She looks at the scene, then turns to you and says, to the side, now. Nope, not contesting that. Chris tells Diamond to get the heck out of the way. Poppy Seed, surf. 
Empoleon steps forth, takes one step on the ground, and suddenly this huge tsunami pushes forth and hits everyone in a straight line. Odo sees this, sees the woman, tosses Maddie to the side, and jumps out of the way. I gotta roll. Oh, oh that poor Nuzlocke oh. cultist. <laughs> you know, I'm not even gonna roll for the rest of them. They're all in. That's a 17 for the attacking roll, negative four for the Nuzlocke cultist defending roll, a one for everyone else's, everyone but the Lucario, in the wake of this tsunami, is knocked out cold. The pit is now a swampy mess as Lucario is crashed up against the wall, battered and bruised. Oh lord, she's strong. Whoa. The rest of the cultists look around, see her, they panic, they recall their Pokemon, and they try to run around her. And they manage to do it because her eyes are entirely fixed on Oto up there. At this point, I think Jaden has also fled. As you look up, you don't see any sign of him. Coward. Oto glares down at the woman. No, this fight is not yet to be. Maxine, I must go. Stay and keep her busy. She gives him a slow, solemn nod. I... I understand. I will meet you again, Master. I pray that we do, young one. Maxine leaps down onto the field. I'm going to roll for Poppy Seed's initiative. Top of the order is Indigo. Indigo rushes forth and tries to attack the Empolia with a bone rush. As it materializes this bone-like spear made entirely out of aura, it hits three times. The first is a three-shift The second is a five-shift hit. The third is another five-shift hit. It's barely laid a scratch on it. Tater Tot's turn. (laughs) Now you're in trouble. And Tater Tot joins in the fight. Uh, I think it's going to try and aim for Lucario as well with a bubble beam. A torrent of bubbles fly out at Lucario, hit it for three points of damage. Peppa's turn. Is Maddie even conscious? I think you are. You are very shaken. I think Peppa has rushed to your side just to make sure you're okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you, but don't worry about me. You have to go help them right now. And she orders Peppa to go use water gun on Lucario. Doesn't freaking do anything. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's a negative two shift hit. It's a block. Lucario is in a fever pitch right now being flanked on all sides, and it managed to use its its bone spear to just divert the water so it uh, just splits and doesn't hit him. I don't think it's going to be so lucky because it's Poppy Seed's turn right now. <laughs> Poppy Seed steps forth, raises a uh, fin, and slams down with return. <laughs> 22 for the attacking roll, 8 for the defending roll. Uh, I'm going to need to make a roll real quick. Oh, does he have endure? Lucario kneels down to the ground, battered, bruised, and then it strikes its spear into the ground. It hangs on just a little bit more. Oto disappears into the fog. Diamond, Chris, what do you want to do? I want to have... 
Chris walk over to Maxine. I'm not going to have Diamond attack. But what I will... Actually, you know what? I will have Diamond do something. I will have Diamond use Disable on the Lucario. Uh, I don't think I get to choose what is Disabled. I think it's just more like a random choice. It's the last move it used, which would be Bone Rush. Diamond lets out a glint from its crystal. The Lucario suddenly loses its grip on the spear as it fizzles out and disappears. And what was Chris doing? Uh, so Chris looks over at Maxine. Why are you even doing this? What do you gain from it? Everything. Because our work does not end here. Not with the likes of you. I do it because it is right. Because that's what you believe? Or are you doing this because you want to do this? I'm doing this because it is the right and noble thing to do. But that doesn't answer my question. Are you doing it for yourself? Or are you doing it under the guise of someone else to believe that it is aligned to what you want to do, but not truly your decision? It is what he wants, and it is what I want. It's not nice to lie to yourself. You pathetic man. I'm no brainwashed little puppy. My will is my own. I serve him because I believe in him. Because I trust him. Because he would give his life for what we do. Same as me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you came down this path. I wish things could have been better for us and we could have met on better terms. It's not nice to lie to yourself, Christopher. It is Lucario's turn. It's struggling to keep itself up. It looks to Maxine. <coughs> she slowly nods. Nisi forte supersuit. Up. Her fist crackles with energy as she brings it up to her face. She puts down her mask and blows a mighty whistle into the air. Suddenly, you hear a rumble. Oh. The ground around you begins to shake. The wall behind her starts pulsing and beating. You see her leap up. The rest of the cultists get the hell out of Dodge. The woman and the Empoleon brace themselves and- Uh, Getting flashbacks. The wall beneath her bursts open. You're all buffeted by water. The wall behind you collapses and the room begins to flood. Barrows and boxes and masks are falling all over the place, and soon this entire room is flooded. The woman and the Empoleon uh, duck out of the way as the wall crashes behind them. Chris, you see Lucario's unconscious body washed to a sandy bar as everyone tries to get to the closest thing they have available. Floating logs, piles of sand, whatever they can get purchase on. You think your Parasect is special? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of special. It's not special. You're not special. All that any of you are is in my way. And beneath her, you see a giant silhouette of a serpent slither out. As it breaches the water, you see a blinding light engulf the field. As... What? What? 
is that? This gigantic collection of floating prisms and polygons just take the field, rise out of the water. This giant snake of crystal. What is that thing? This is something really special. Isn't that right, Titanic? Titanic. Titanic. Titanic, raise them to the ground. Well, it's the last pause menu of the season. Thank you so much for tuning into our season finale and sticking with us this far. We got a Patreon in case you want to support the show, get access to rewards like your names in the end credits of the YouTube releases, access to behind-the-scenes bonus tidbits. Last one was a dive into my favorite moment from last episode, the whole whisper chat thing and some effective ways that you as a DM can build up some tension and anticipation. Um, And then at the highest tier, you get your name mentioned here verbally in the pause menu. Special thanks to Cat, Cybernetic Pink Eye, Donkey Oto, Doodle Boy, Lizzie McPoof, Mr. Someone, and Trace. Also, special thanks to Heather Feathersong for reprising her role as Maxine. Speaking of NPCs, Oto was named after Donkey Odo on Patreon, and the yet-to-be-identified blue-haired woman with the Empoleon is named after Cat on Patreon. And hey, when Season 2 comes around, I'm gonna need a lot more names. So, please, if you want your name used as one of our NPCs, and maybe you're not able to support us on Patreon, you can also support us on Twitter using the hashtag PKMNLegacy. We have two plugs this pause menu to announce. One for Dry. He's in a Vidya game. He's playing the role of Hiroyuki Ogata in the game Loopmancer. It's a high-octane cyberpunk platformer roguelite. It looks really cool. Trailer's out, you can hear his voice in it. And the game's out too, you can get it on Steam. And another plug for Chi-Chi, she has been turned into a marketable plushie. Or I should say, she's trying to be. There's a campaign currently running on Makeship. Order a plushie there, help fund the project, and you get your very own Chi-Chi plushie that you can do whatever you want with. Carry around, snuggle, punt it over our fence. The plush abilities are endless. If it's successfully funded, uh, you get your plush. If not, you get your money back. But hopefully, it's going to get funded. Have you seen the doll? It looks so fun cute! If I'm timing this right, when the episode comes out, there's about two weeks left in the campaign. Get your plushie now. Link in the description. Okay, so a bit more housekeeping. The Patreon's going to be paused for the month of August and possibly longer than that. When we do boot it back up and plan on uploading more bonus tidbits, we'll give all of our current patrons at least a week's notice so they don't get caught off guard or anything like that. Season 2 won't start airing until probably around January 2023. We're still recording episodes right now. Want to try and build up a bit of a buffer zone. Don't worry though, because we still got one or two things planned in between seasons. For instance, we did a one-shot using a system called Pokeroll. We wanted to test the waters, see if it was a system worth switching to for future seasons. So look forward to that. If you want to stay up to date with any more updates, you can always follow me on my Twitter, at KillianPoplicVA. And on a more personal note, I want to thank all of you uh, for listening and sticking with the show for so long. And I want to give a big thank you to my players, Ariana, Chi-Chi, and Dry Guy. Running this game for you and producing this podcast alongside you guys has been a very fun and rewarding experience for me. And I'm pretty sure this podcast 
counts as my longest running project ever. So the fact that I've been able to stick with it this far should show how much this and you all mean to me. So thank you so much. Here's hoping we keep the train rolling for season two. But until then, we still have some player asses to kick, so unpause. Top, uh, Velma, you haven't, you need to send out a Pokemon. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. All right. Um, also, is Lucario dead or didn't Lucario have Endure or was it just the water? Unconscious. Do I still have the dense bar and the mystery Pokemon on me? You do. I'm curious what Ooh, that mystery, mystery Pokemon, Pokemon is. is. You know what? We're going to send out that mystery Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Velma, you reach into your pocket and pull out the Pokeball and release it onto the field and out pops a tiny little sea dot. Oh, it's a sea dog. <laughs> it looks around very confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hi there, Lagarivifa. Oh, boy. Top of the order is Titanic. The crystals on its head begin to spin around and glow as it lets out a prism blast um. on diamond. Um. For a two shift hit. Oh. Tater Tot's turn. Uh, Tater Tot, um, maybe you need to bulk up a bit. And it pounds its chest and its attack and defense increase. Peppa's turn. Um, We're gonna go for poison gas on the Titanic, which, yeah. Why? Why? That is a one shift hit, but that means it's just enough to poison the target. Oh, really? I thought it didn't. Great. As long as it hits. It's a weak attack, but if it hits, it poisons it. 100%. Amazing. The gases seep around the body of this titanic creature. <laughs> Poppy Seed's turn. You can hear them trying to clear the way of the uh, debris that has fallen in their wake, and they clear about half of it out. Diamond's turn. Okay, gotta think, gotta think, um, uh, right. And he uh, quickly reaches to his backpack and pulls out the super potion that he has, and he gives it to, he gives a quick spray to Diamond. He's like, don't worry, you're gonna be okay, you're gonna be okay, let's that's, that's not panic, let's not panic, and he's just. You spray the potion and it restores 10 points of health. It looks much better. Okay, girl, you'll, you're, you're better now. Now then. It is CDOT's turn now. With all this chaos, I don't think obedience checks are needed to, to convince it to defend itself. So, go ahead. Uh, let's see. So, absorb, does that take from the opponent's health, or is it only, or is it just restore? You absorb half of the damage you deal to the opponent. Okay. Uh, let's hit him with an absorb. Okay, go ahead and roll. Oh. Unfortunately, that attack doesn't seem to be that effective against this bulky Titanic, and does not drain anything at all. Eat. Two for the attacking roll, forward for the defending Top of the order, Maxine is also going to join the fight. Nani? Hi. What? When you went war. Titanic first, though. Let's see, what is it going to do? It's going to attack the only one that caused it real harm. As it takes a bit of tick of damage from the poison, it remembers who poisoned it. It's going to slam down with all its weight on Peppa. Hey, good oh, girl. Well, whoa. Pe- seven for the attacking roll, but a six for the defending roll. 
Instinct takes over. Peppo scurries out of harm's way as fast as its stubby little legs can carry it. The intense impact shakes the water around and only hurts it for one point of damage. That is a very lucky roll. Extremely. Titter Tot's turn. It's going to use double kick on the serpent. And that's a plus two as a bulk up. The first attack only hits one point of damage. The second, three points of damage for a total of four as it tries to just jam its feet into the crystals and knock it off balance. But this Titan has not fallen yet. You see Maxine dart around the room, leaping from sand to log to barrel and slams down on Tater Tot. She's going to use Force Palm on it for three points of damage, reduced to uh, one because of that bulk up. Uh, next in the order is Peppa. Peppa's gonna go for a poison thing on Titanic. Unfortunately, this is a very durable creature. It's very hard to pierce its defenses right now. That's a five for the attacking roll, six for the defending roll. As is, this might be a bit of a hard creature to beat for you guys. Well, then what are we supposed to do? As its defenses still stand. As its defenses still stand. Mm. You wanna have The woman in poppy seeds turn with a very precise strike. The dam bursts open and they manage to get atop the debris. And that's their turn. They're on the field though now. All right. It is Diamond's turn once more. Okay, Maxine's in the fight, correct? And she can use Force Palm. That does seem to be it, yes. All right, cool. Um, Chris is going to look at Diamond. He's like, Diamond, use the Sable on that. Uh, okay, after that, could I use... I don't know if it's if it can be used as a free action, but I really want to take out the Pokedex and figure out what the devil that thing is. That's a free action, but first, uh, the Sable, it glows its gem. You see the gems on both creatures start to interact with each other. Eventually, though, you can see that its stance begins to soften a bit. Heavy Slam has been disabled. Awesome. How then? What are you? And he, like, frantically pulls out his Pokedex and he, like, points it at this unholy thing. It takes a very, very long time to scan it as it's trying to double-check its work. Oh. Much like it did with the Parasect. Eventually, though... Onyx, the rock snake Pokemon. It bores through the earth at speeds of 50 miles per hour or more, using the magma in its brain to detect its surroundings underground. It avoids getting wet as water can erode away at its rocky form. Am am I a joke to you, Pokedex? Am I a joke to you? That is not an Onyx. It sure looks like a jewel type Onyx. mm. Anyway, that's that's Chris's and Diamond's turn. CDOT's turn. Listen, little guy. I'm sorry you're a great Pokemon and everything, but I think you want to get out of this just as much as I do. Do you mind switching me out? I'm just gonna... And she just slowly takes out the Pokemon. I'm just gonna... Yeah, let's... Let's, let's do a little Yeah, it out. does not object. <laughs> Back in the Pokeball it goes. Who are you switching it out with? I'm gonna switch it out with the little Goonie. Goonie! And initiative. Oh my god. Right. A, a, a swift boy. Top of the order, Titanic. As it takes poison damage, you see its form begin to glow a bit. Uh, it does not attack anyone. Please don't heal yourself. Uh-oh, solar beam? So, so, so. It does not seem to be charging up anything. It just seems to be waiting. Oh. Is its turn over? Its turn's over. Goonies turn. Just wait, okay. I'm wondering if it's trying to heal the poison. I think we're going to go out with a little growl. 
as Goonie lets out a rabid cry. <laughs> it startles both Maxine and the apparent Onyx, and their attacks are lowered by one stage. It is now Tater Tot's turn. It's going to turn to Maxine and hit it with double kick for a total of seven points of damage. Ow. Suddenly caught off guard by it. Uh, She is knocked back by the blinding flurry of feet from this Pokemon that you still haven't identified yet. Meanwhile, it is Maxine's turn. She leaps up into the air, rides the Onyx for a second, and crashes down on Diamond with Force Palm for seven points of damage as her fist slams right into the crystal on its back. A resounding and a bit of a crack. Oh! It's Peppa's turn. I mean, there's nothing I can do anymore except I'm just gonna try water gun now on this onyx. What? This thing is strong. Yeah, that three's not gonna be, it's six. It's still, oh wait, you attacked it. I did? You see that it was lying in wait for something to happen and you triggered it. Ah! Its form begins to glow a bit as it absorbs the energy from the water gun and activates. Uh, uh, suddenly, you see it strengthen a bit and Peppa's attack lower. Sorry, guys. It drained Peppa's power and claimed it as its own. Uh, oh, boy. Poppy Seed's turn. And we'll just have to take it out as fast as we can. Poppy Seed, mere shot. And it lets loose a blinding flash of steely light. Four... 12 points of damage, though it does absorb the kinetic energy from that attack, as its special attack is increased as well. It is Diamond's turn now. Am I able to put Maxine to sleep? You can certainly try. Okay, uh, Chris is going to look at Maxine. He's like, look, I I don't want to fight you. If anything, I just want this to be over so I can go to sleep, please. Uh, Diamond, use hypnosis on Maxine. Go to sleep, 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 go to sleep. Oh, dear Lord. Diamond's... Crystal begins to glow a bit. Maxine begins to stare into it, but then she takes her fist and punches herself into a gash in her side, just beating it, just to remind her of the pain. Quit taking this as a joke. What is a joke? Miss Lady, tell me, please. It is Titanic's turn. With its newly found power, it is going to let loose a flurry of rocks. I'm going to need Emily and you to make quick checks. Oh, 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 oh. No, not oh. you, Maddie. Oh. Well. You said you, I thought you meant the royal you. <laughs> the royal you. Chris got a zero. And you want my one? <laughs> I'm going to play it out as this. With that zero and Emily with her one, it lashes out its crystalline tail against the wall and rocks begin to fall from the ceiling. Chris, you almost see them fall on Emily and dad instinct takes over as you push her out of the way and you take damage. (coughs) You take two points of damage, Chris, as the rocks fall down and crash against your side, knocking the wind right out of you. (coughs) I think you may even hear a crack in your rib cage. (coughs) Nothing too serious. You can still fight, but it hurts like hell. Mm. Better you than her. (coughs) What happens if we die? You okay, kiddo? She's wide-eyed and she nods. Uh, Diamond, on the other hand, takes three points of damage. You could both could be doing better. We could. 
Titanic takes some damage from the poison. Please make it in. <laughs> it's Goonies' turn now. What do, 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 what do? So question. Yes. If we take out Maxine, does that render her Pokemon out of the game as well? Or can the Pokemon still attack? You're not, you're not sure about the relationship between them. Okay. Because she's not ordering it around, right? It's just kind of... May not be the smartest idea, but it might just give us a little bit of help. Okay. What did you have in mind? So, since Maxine's decided to put to put herself in the game, I think Velma's going to do the same and try to use her dust blaster as a smoke screen. Oh. Uh. Okay. In lieu of Goonies' turn, go ahead and roll for dust blaster. All right. It works and nothing goes wrong, oh. you lucky gremlin. Oh my god. So what effect what effect takes place? Velma is pissed now that Chris got her. Oh, she angry. Alright! You wanna play dirty? You wanna make this all personal? I'll make it freaking personal! And so she puts her blaster up in the air, she blasts it off into the air, and <laughs> a whole smoke screen of dust just splurters everywhere. Okay, I like that. Uh, she tries to lift up her mask in time, but it catches her off guard, and she inhales a lot of dust right then and there, and she is coughing up a fit, which gives Emily the perfect opening. She leaps onto the box and then leaps, <laughs> climbs right on top of Maxine and grapples her. Don't you touch my dad! The tater tot joins in on this, also leans in and begins to kick her in the gut. <laughs> Kick her oh in the God. gut. And oh that, let's see, seven shift hit. Is this enough to take her out? Is she gonna die? And six shift hit. With the combined flurry of your feral daughter, your adopted gremlin, and this giant little tater tot, that you deal a walloping to Maxine, and she is clutching her side, trying to beat these kids off. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> She's clutching her side. Trying to shake these kids off of her. You shut up, Chi-Chi. You shut up. You shut your mouth. Oh, God. No. No. You did this, buddy. You did this yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You Go fuck it, yourself. Buddy. She shakes the kids off of her. And she they, they land in the water. Uh, and she managed to get rid of them. And she is gasping for breath right now. It is... Peppa's turn. All right. Um, Peppa's going to hit uh, Maxine with a poison fang to try and finish this off. I don't even know if it's going to work at this point. No. Why can't I do anything? As she's gasping for breath, she sees Peppa coming and just ducks out of the way, barely being grazed by the fangs, not harming it. You, you are piling up on her. Meanwhile, Poppy Seed is going to go for another uh, mirror shot. Thanks, Thank you, Poppy Seed. coming in clutch. The Titanic seems to be adapting to their moves and only takes four points of damage from that mirror shot. Bottom of the order, Diamond's turn. Chris is kind of like gripping him, like gripping his uh, stomach and whatnot, and he's he limps over to where Diamond is and looks at Maxine. He's like, you sure you want to keep doing this? I think we're both too old to be doing something like this. Can we at least just- She coughs up blood and spits in your face. Oh. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us how to stop that thing, please? It's simple, really. All you need to do is lie down and accept oblivion. Uh, okay, well- If I'm going down, 
You're going down with me. Um, I mean, I'm a happily married man, so thanks, but no Just, thanks. Hey, uh, take this seriously. I really can't anymore. I've actually hit that stage in my shut life where. Shut up! Just shut up! Okay, Rue, diamond hypnosis, please, on Maxine one more time. Please. She needs to go night night. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I'm gonna use my fate point, though. Oh, come on! <laughs> she, I haven't used a fate point for her yet. True, so, that's fair. That is fair. Fine. You try to catch her with hypnosis, but then she beats her gash again like a drum. Let's the pain keep her fueled. You're really gonna need some medical attention when this is all over. And I think I might too. Guys, we really need to finish this off and go home. Titanic's turn. Oh no. <laughs> it's gonna use rock slide once more. Oh. So, oh. one for diamond, a rock for Peppa, and a rock for Tater Tot. That's a seven shift hit for diamond. Ooh. It is knocked out cold Oof. as it clangs against the diamond. That is a six shift hit for Peppa as it is also knocked out cold by rocks. Hi, Peppa. As Tater Tot, it's an eight shift hit. It's still in the fight, but it's bashed against the rocks. It gets hit by poison though, right? Oh yeah, it does take damage from the poison. Thank you for keeping me honest. I will keep you honest because this thing needs to die. <laughs> it needs to go away, please. I have an idea as well when I have the chance to use potentially a free action. All right, Goonie's turn. I think Goonie's gonna go for a disarming voice on this big old Titanic guy. Heck yeah. Goonie lets out a vicious cry. <laughs> It doesn't seem to have that much effect on it, but it still hits him for, for two points of damage. You can see the energy inside its crystals beginning to fizzles out a bit. And as it is blasted with this fairy energy, the crystal on its back begins to shine and lets out a blast of blinding light at the Slinket. But Slinket has the foresight to duck out of the way just in time. It is not blinded. That's my goody. It is Tater Tot's turn. Tater Tot climbs on top of the onyx and lets out another double kick. Hitting it for five points of damage. We're so close. Almost. You're so close. High Cultist Maxine goes over to you, Chris, and force punches you. Oh my god! No, 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 no. no, Well, let's see how hard I get hit. That is a seven shift hit. Well, Chris isn't gonna isn't gonna fight it. He's just gonna stand there and take it. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things that can happen right now. One, you could go unconscious. Two, you could take an injury and stay in the fight. This may have lasting effects later down the line. Or three, Maddie could remember she has Jinx powers. <laughs> I said two turns ago that I was thinking of a free action. <laughs> you can you can think that you're gonna take the hit, but I won't let you. So are you using your Jinx powers then? Yeah. Okay. I need you to roll a 1d4. Okay. Um. Three. Maddie, you have a vision. This punch going through him and cracking ribs, leaving him a crumpled mess. And that sends you into a shock. So what does this sudden burst of your power look like? Okay, so have you guys seen Legend of Korra? Yes. Uh, yes. So 
Maddie sees this happening and she like her eyes widen and she goes no and she thrusts out a punch right but she doesn't even realize that somehow she is suddenly in between Chris and Maxine she has moved from the log to in between them and she like uses her hand it, her hand is open and she uses it and pushes against Maxine's chest. Are you attacking her or are you taking the blow? I'm gonna try to attack her, but I'll take the blow, but if attack occurs, I'm not gonna be mad about it. Okay. You do warp in front of her as, like in your vision, the world moves instead of you moving in the world. Between Maxine and Chris, and your hand is placed on her chest. Actually, I changed my mind. It, it, it connects with the fist that she's reaching out to punch Chris with. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Go ahead and roll for forceful plus three. So a four total. I think with that, you do take the blow. All five points, which reduces you to zero. <laughs> Oof. Mm. But before you drop unconscious, how do you want to finish her off? So she goes unconscious too, right? Like, it's not like she dies. No, you're both getting knocked out cold. Okay. I was like, I don't think Maddie could live with killing someone. Mm. Okay. Um, so I think that the, the force, the connection between her hand kind of like wrapping around Maxine's fist with like the... Because Maxine used force palm, right? Yes. Yeah, so, like, the the energy that is crackling between both of their hands, like, it literally, like, splits the air between them. And light, like, bursts everywhere. But then Maxine's hand is, like, thrown back. Maybe broken fingers? That's up to you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No broken limbs. Um, Don't. But listen, there's got to be something. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. (laughs) This crackle of energy rushes through your your whole arm. You feel something snap and break in your arm. You also feel something snap and break in her okay, arm. Okay, okay, Azuka Midoriya. <laughs> the pain is mutual as you are knocked back by this force. Chris, you see her rush in front of you. They're both knocked out cold. Wait, Maddie, 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 Maddie! And he's like, checking her pulse and everything to make sure she's not dead. He's like, come on, come on, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. And we go to Poppy Seed real quick. Uh, it is going to let out one more mirror shot at the Onyx. Come on, Poppy Seed. Yeah, Poppy Seed. Yes. That's enough to take it out. Come on. As it crashes into the ground and sinks under the water as it slinks, you see its shadows slink away into the depths. Gone. Wait, why did we try to catch it? Can we do that? Mm. I don't think we could have if it was summoned he by just Maxine. Said, he just said, I don't know. You, you what? Back to the scene. <laughs> oh, fine. The chaos has calmed down. Chris, you're huddled over Maddie right now. Okay. Uh, he's definitely panicking. He's trying, to t- he's trying to check her pulse to make sure she's breathing or get a heart rate or something. You hear a heartbeat, but it's faint. And you don't think she's breathing that hard right now. Okay. Okay, that's... That's somewhat good news. 
Okay, now the next thing we need to do is get out of here. And he looks over to Velma and to Emily. He's like, hey, are you <coughs> are you two okay? Velma just drops everything and rushes over to Chris and... Swim over, yeah. With them both, he's like, are you, are you okay? What? Calm down, I, calm what? down. She's breathing, she has a pulse and a heart rate. It's slow, but it's there, so she should be okay, but we need to get out of here and seek medical attention ASAP. From the other side of this pit, the blue-haired woman with the empoleon rushes towards you. Is she okay? Are you okay? Yeah, she's she's still alive. Um, good, 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 good. Thank you for your help, but who are you? She's about to speak up, but then, from the opening out to the fog to the open sea, you hear, I have come back with a reinforcement! <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh my, god. You, my god. You hear Captain Moody rush in. On the backs of three Laprases. I was going to say, oh, this was the thing that yes. I was going to say. I yes. was going to say that we should use the Lapras whistle. <laughs> the Lapras whistle. That's what I was going to say before I die. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> I forgot we had I that. I know. The blue-haired woman turns back to you, Chris. Let's talk later. For now, we need to return to Maycoon Town. There are officers waiting to receive us on the shore, and you all need medical care. Right. He picks up Maddie, and he starts to move, but he's like, are, are we just going to leave these two here? Don't worry. I can carry the high cultist. I'm sure the officers are waiting to receive her, too. And the woman begins to walk towards the fallen body of Maxine. But before she reaches her, the Lucario emerges from the shadows, grabs a hold of Maxine, lifts her onto his shoulders... And you can hear Maxine stirring back to consciousness. Indigo. No, you can't do it. In a burst of extreme speed, they vanish. She can't use them anymore if she's going to follow her rules. So I sense a character redemption arc. Anyway. All right. Well, going to just hop on over to Alaparis where Maddie is. And he's like, okay, I guess we got to get out of here. Um, Emily, are you coming or... Are you- yeah, be right there. And she recalls Tater Tot and hops aboard the Lapras with you, Chris. Velma, you climb aboard the Lapras with Captain Moody. Ah, welcome aboard, Dusty. Captain, I thought, isn't Fee with you? And she points over to uh little haired lady. Hmm? Ah, Miss Camilla, a pleasure to see you as always. It's nice to see you too, Captain, but let's get our friends here to safety. All of you ride the Lapras out of the fog and back to open sea. The moonlight leaks through the cloudy midnight sky and questions fill your mind. You've discovered another of these jewel-type Pokemon, but what exactly are they and, and how many more of them are out there? You faced Cult Master Odo and survived. You even took Maxine out of the picture if rules are to be followed. But the cult of Nuzlocke and their quest to bring conflict to Appalachia, to what end exactly? And who is Camilla, this blue-haired woman that helped you? And what is the power that lies within Maddie? And that ballad, what lies at Mount Ambrosia? And will we stop relying on Siri for all the indecisive bullshit? Probably not, but still, so many questions left unanswered. But for now, you can feel the waves rock you gently back and forth atop the Lapras as you drift back to the Appalachian mainland, back 
to safety. And that is where we'll end season one of PKMN Legacy. Oh, my goodness. Oh! I have never felt all the muscles in my body tense up for so long. Oh, my God! I didn't think... I'm going to be real with you. I didn't think we were going to make, out of, make it out of that yeah, alive. it was close. It was so close. Oh, my God. Okay. okay, then. So, I think we've earned a little bit of a break now. There's going to be some stuff between now and season two. But for the time being, we are done here. Bye. Bye.